Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hi, everybody. Lori H. Schwartz, your tech cat here, sounding a little nasally, but still, the show goes on no matter what happens to the tech cat. (laughs) And today, we are going to talk to someone who is going to educate us on two big trends right now. One of them is gaming and esports, which we've been talking about on and off throughout the last couple of years, but it's so hot right now what's happening um, in gaming and esports. And then also a bit of the blockchain too, as the blockchain as infrastructure and as that, uh, you know, that big tablet in the sky that everybody is leveraging. Um, so we are going to um, introduce now Mr. Roderick Alemania, who is the CEO of Ready Up. And Roderick and I have known each other for a long time. Um, he's a serial entrepreneur. Um, involved with a lot of different companies in the internet space um, and on the mobile side of things, on the blogging side of things, um, almost any internet trend, Roderick has been there. So let's have a big tech hat welcome for Roderick Alemania. Hey, thanks for having me. The audience just has has gone wild for you, of course. (laughs) So... We're going to talk about um, Ready Up, which is your new your new company, and um, and it's a community for gamers. But before we get into Ready Up and all the great things that you're doing, give us a little sense of your background because you really have touched on such a variety of different trends in your career. So maybe a little taste of like how you navigate and what you decide to work on because that that in itself is fascinating. Sure, sure. So you know. The non-related fun part of my career was I actually was a geo at Club Bed, but we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> no, my, <laughs> I, you know, I've been really fortunate in my career. Um, I started off actually in media planning at Anderson Lepke, and we were a B2B shop, and Microsoft literally handed us all of their business. And uh, Microsoft had this little piece of software called Windows 95 uh, launch, and they didn't have anyone that really cared about the Internet. And uh, I was a newly promoted media planner, and so I was on a team of uh, three people who was told, figure out the Internet for, for, uh, for Windows 95. So I have this awesome claim to fame where I literally launched Microsoft's first foray into Internet marketing with the launch of Windows 95. And it was through that process I actually met Infoseek, who literally you know, was one of the first search engines out there pre-Google. This is, you know, again, 1995. And, you know, Infoseek pioneered attaching marketing and advertising to keywords. And I was literally the first salesperson that they hired. You know, I had just, you know, made the transition as a, as a media planner to this startup. I didn't know what stock was, but they gave it to me. And, you know, kind of a long story short at InfoSeek was, you know, we went public and then when we got acquired by, um, by Disney and, you know, I had this really interesting time of four years there where we literally pioneered kind of, search marketing, which is now obviously Google has, has kind of perfected. Um, from there, I actually uh, went to uh, IGN Entertainment. Uh, if you're familiar with gaming, they run IGN.com. And it was a really interesting time. This is about 2001 now. And, uh, you know, this was when gaming really kind of started becoming more and more mainstream. And uh, I worked in ad sales and business development there. And it was a really interesting story because the company – 
went private at around 26 million, we had this really rapid user base of, of male gamers. And the company, you know, started creating more kind of gaming lifestyle content in addition to traditional gaming uh, content. And we had this enormous growth. And literally, uh, you know, in 2005, we ended up selling to uh, News Corp for $650 million. And it was this really interesting rocket ship, you know, being at the right place, right time, you know, it definitely worked my, my tail off. But, you know, we were kind of at the forefront of gaming when, when gaming became a lot more mainstream. And that was kind of a precursor to what we're doing at Ready Up. Um, we actually created an esports league that uh, was called the Championship Gaming Series that News Corp ended up funding. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like my first taste of, of esports uh, since it was a league. Um, I'll give you more of the Reader's Digest version of the rest of my experience. I worked at Voodoo, which was a set-top box that was delivering um, high-definition content uh, to your TV through a, a peer-to-peer network. And what was interesting about that was this was when digital distribution was relatively new. And when we were talking with the different studios like Fox or Disney, you know, they were concerned about DVD sales. Now, as you know, digital distribution of content is, is, is pretty commonplace, whether it be movies or, or, or music. I worked in blogging uh, when blogging first became really popular with TypePad. And then after that, I worked um, on the uh, mobile side with a company called TapJoy. And we, we got a lot of uh, brands kind of entered the space through doing kind of value exchange advertising where allowing consumers to um, engage, choosing to engage with advertising and we would reward them with virtual currency in the games that they were playing. So that's well, so, kind of the Reader's Digest. Well, Roderick, Roderick, I just want to interrupt you because I think what's so interesting here is you've named like four or five companies that have all been sort of, you know, on the edge of the latest trend or the hottest space at the time, you know, with search and mobile phone and um, gaming back then. And so I'm so curious, like, how do you know what what is going to be hot as an entrepreneur? Um, you know, because it seems like you are able to tap and land right where the hot space is? Is it just like luck or do you have like a feeling about something or how do you determine as an entrepreneur what you're going to jump in on? Yeah, you know, I've, it's a combination of luck and having a, a, you know, building a strong network of people that have been kind of advisors and mentors. I've always been kind of enamored with just kind of what's the latest and greatest new thing. And, you know, I don't know if it's a function of me having ADD as we all do with adults. But, you know, I've just always been fascinated with kind of new technologies. I've always kept a strong network, a personal network of, of friends and colleagues who were at these interesting companies and, uh, you know, just connected with them. And, you know, they gave me these great opportunities. So it's, you know, a combination of, of definitely luck being at the right place at the right time, but also hard work and just, you know, it, it always pays to be nice to everyone. And, you know, it's really paid itself back in spades. I have, um, I like that, uh, that it always pays to be nice to someone. All right, so now you find yourself um, jumping into a new company, Ready Up. Tell us about Ready Up and how you made the decision to jump in. Sure. So, with, so Ready Up, you know, the vision of what we're trying to do is really to be kind of the connector, uh, the, the epicenter of kind of esports and gaming. And in the short term, that means that we're going to go after, you know, the esports community. And when I say esports, I'm really defining esports as, so it could be someone who wants to be a pro gamer, but it could be someone who, 
just likes to play games competitively with, with a group of friends. You know, they may have no aspirations to be a pro, but they're just playing for the sake of, of, of competition. There's three pillars to ready up. It's meet, compete, and get better. Um, think about meet as being almost like LinkedIn for competitive gaming. So helping players find teams and teams find players. And this was a really interesting component when we started kind of concepting the company. You know, we originally thought that that gamer, we, we, we knew that one of the problems that, that eSports had was that it's hard to find people to play with that you like. We originally thought that we were trying to help people find the best players that they could possibly find so they could go out and win. And what we learned through the process of talking to you know, the publishers, the leagues, and then the actual teams at all different levels was that in many ways what we were doing is solving a social problem. Game has really become a way that people socialize. And at the pro level, obviously, it's different. You're trying to find the best team because you want to win because it's your livelihood. But what we found is that people are just trying to find their crew of people that they can do gaming with. And that it wasn't all just about winning. It was just about finding the crew of people that you, you really want to play with. And so the first component of what we're doing at Ready Up is, is meet and literally think about it as LinkedIn for gaming. I'm creating my gaming resume that shows me how good I am at games, but it might, so, might also be my opportunity to express myself. Um, what are my Twitch, uh, Twitch stream, my YouTube clips? What other games am I interested in? What other things am I interested in? It's basically a way for you to express who you are kind of as a gamer, you casual versus competitive. So that's the meet component. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. Now, before you uh-huh. dig into compete and get better, we're going to take a break. But but I, I love this idea because I know that everybody is trying to understand, you know, brands, advertisers, businesses are trying to understand, you know, what's in it for them in, in this world of gaming. And so this is going to give us a nice sort of understanding of, of the culture um, you know, that, that we're dealing with and how, just like in any other environment, you know, this has to be operationalized in order for people to, to dig in. And so what you're really doing is, is, is helping to land the plane on what can sometimes be a very fuzzy world, right? Yep, absolutely. All right, well, we're going to be back um, in a moment with Rob, Roderick Alamina, Alamania, sorry, Roderick, who um, is no the worries. CEO of a company called ReadyUp. Um, who has basically touched every major trend in the world. So I think that all of you should stalk Roderick after this <laughs> podcast because <laughs> he has the Midas touch for trends. So we'll be back in a moment to learn more about Ready Up on the Tech Cat Show. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody. And we are back tackling one of the biggest trends to hit our world right now, and that's gaming and esports. And we're talking to the fabulous Roderick Alemania, who's the CEO and co-founder of a new company called Ready Up, which is basically like a community for gamers. But there are many pieces to it. And, and Roderick was just taking us through the meat part of this, which is all about finding players and other gamers for the social aspects of all this. So you were going to take us through the other two pieces. The next one is Compete. That is correct. So Compete was pretty interesting. It was actually inspired by me being a team manager for my son's baseball and um, soccer teams. I also did some coaching. And one of the hardest things when you have a team is to keep it organized. Who's on the team, when's practice, who's actually showing up, you know, all those kind of logistic things that are incredibly important if you want to have a team. And uh, the old school way of doing that was I'd use a spreadsheet, Facebook groups, text messages, emails, and it was a complete mess. And then along came this, this, uh, this web-based uh, application called TeamSnap. And it literally changed my life as a, as a parent managing this team because it did all those, those components. That actually, that actually inspired, inspired uh, uh, Ready Up Ready originally, originally because we realized that most of these eSports teams, and there's a lot of them out there, they're using the old school way of how I used to manage my, my kids' teams, and they're feeling that pain. And as we talked to more and more of these team managers and teams, we realized and showed them what it was. They were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So what we're building in the compete phase is literally team management for all these teams, what you also find in these esports teams is that sometimes they can have a lot of churn because, you know, a lot of these people playing games, they're actually adults. They're just not kids. And you'll have churn on your team. So if you need to add new players, you go back to the meat component of Ready Up, and you can add, add uh, players as, as you have churn in your team. So that's Compete. Does that one make sense? Yes, totally. So, because um, I've also been a mom, not the um, the mom managing the soccer team, but the mom engaging with the coaches. And I have found those different communities very helpful because they track the silly things, but, you know, like who's bringing snack or what the scores are or, or any of that. And, um, you know, it's fairly important to keep on track of all of that, especially when you have everything else going on. So I love the idea that you've, again, operationalized this piece of it. Now, you mentioned the third piece, which is get better. Um, so get better yeah. at, ga- at gaming or get better, like my sinuses are killing me right now, get better. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely sinuses because sinuses and esports are directly correlated. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so what, what's interesting about esports is that it, it very much mirrors sports, the needs, all the sensibilities mirror sports. And just as in traditional sports, people want to get better. They want to train. They want to have really cool experiences. Like, for example, you know, in, in basketball, people would love, you know, these rich people would love to go play a fantasy basketball camp with Michael Jordan. Or in my case, you know, I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. My son went to Steph Curry's, uh, you know, overnight camp. And the whole get better component is all about 
a global marketplace because gaming is obviously global. It's a global marketplace where where gamers can consume these services like coaching or find a really cool experience that they want to uh, consume and, and purchase it. And this is an interest, actually an interesting component where we introduce blockchain. And so what we're doing is we're introducing a, a token into the ecosystem. We're partnering with the GG Project Foundation, which is creating this token called the GG Token. And what we want to do is enable this global marketplace for people to buy coaching services. You could buy coaching services from a really high-end pro, or you might find someone who isn't pro, but you look at their already up profile and you still see that they're a really talented um, uh, player and they could you know, help you in, improve your game. On the flip side, you could also, you might want to, um, you might want to purchase an experience. So kind of case in point, uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Wendell, who goes by the gamer tag Fatality, he's my co-founder. He's a 12-time world championship, uh, champion. Um, you know, he won games like Quake. You know, he made over half a million dollars playing games. Um, and, you know, he's been retired for the last 12 years. But, you know, just last year, he was ranked number one in North America in a game called uh, PUBG, Players Unknown Battlegrounds. And a perfect, op- perfect example of using the marketplace is someone like Jonathan or a streamer or even a celebrity like a basketball player could go in and create these experiences where they could interact with the community. And the community might be able to purchase an hour of playing games with Jonathan. Or it might even be, hey, I want to hire you to be my, my private coach. And so, you know, the perfect use case might be, and again, this is the global nature of it, let's say that I'm a 21-year-old FIFA addict who lives in the U.K., and they want to train this 49-year-old guy like me who lives in the Bay Area in FIFA, I can now hire this person, you know, at, at whatever we decide is the rate. I pay him in this cryptocurrency called the GG token. I don't have to worry about exchange rates because the, the, the currency uh, obviously is, is universal. And long story short, I've now, this guy in the UK has now commercialized his expertise in FIFA in ways he hasn't been able to do so in the past. And I, as a player, have been able to get better. And now when I play my friends in FIFA, I'm going to start kicking their butt, and they're going to figure out how does this guy get better. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense, and and it's very logical. And can you take us through, we did a whole uh, series on the blockchain and cryptocurrency, but take us through a little bit about this token concept. Sure. So, you know, one of the reasons, what's interesting about ReadyUp was that we originally, you know, we're not like the typical token companies where you got this token idea and let's launch a, a token offering. We had all these concepts before we even looked at the tokens. So we had a great standalone business before we even introduced the token in it. What really convinced us that the token was the right place was uh, I, I met with a, uh, a friend of mine who's a VC and is invested in the token space. And he said to me, hey, Roderick, you know what? You have um, an audience in gamers that understand virtual currency. They, they know how to transact to it. It's not as if you're teaching them how to do something new. They're not scared of technology. You know, they're early adopters of technology, so they won't be, they won't be fearful of the friction required to transact in, in, in virtual currency. And he's like, more importantly, you have a real team. You know, I've been lucky in, in founding this company you know, the, the group of people that I've been able to, uh, that, that have surrounded me are all people who are, are highly accomplished in their own right, in their own disciplines. And they have the chops to build build out this really interesting experience that we're calling Ready Up. 
And as we started unpeeling the layers and I started going to blockchain conferences, I realized, you know what? This is right. Gamers under, understand virtu uh, virtual currency. Let's treat what we're doing with the GG token, with the GG Project Foundation, treat it like a virtual currency. Reward people for doing high value actions on, on, on ready up. Let's introduce concepts like value exchange advertising to this token, where if people choose to engage with advertising, they're rewarded with this token. That's a virtual currency. If they want to consume these awesome experiences, they can use the token to transact. So a lot of what we're doing with this token is already pre-existing behavior by consumers and gamers, pre-existing uh, behavior by publishers who, who create virtual currencies. And value exchange brings in businesses who are on the outside looking in at crypto, and it gives them the opportunity to uh, experiment with crypto without them having to transact in tokens because they're basically doing business as usual. They're buying ads, then on the back end, we're, we're converting it into crypto. And so all those things just made perfect sense to us. You know, a, a valid use case of a, of a, of a token that's like crypto, an audience that understand it, understands it, and a product that can execute all three of those things, all two of those things. God, that's so cool. I, I just think it's so smart um, to not only build what you're building, but also build it um, with that monetization piece in mind, because um, so many of these great ideas don't think about the business piece. They worry about the business piece later. Um, and... Um, and that's that's to the to the detriment. And I think part of why you're being so smart about this is because you do have such a long history of entrepreneurship and uh, attacking these trends in, in in a smart way. Now, besides the token as a you know a way to you know to to activate all of this, um, what other kinds of partners are you bringing on board as as part of the business model? Sure. So what's interesting about the token. So it's not our, it's, it's, we're a partner of the GG Project Foundation, which is, which will govern the token. We're thinking about the token as being a platform, not just for ReadyUp, but for, for anyone that is a publisher. That could be a video game publisher, it could be a blogger, it could be a streamer, it could be a video game league that has tournaments. And each one of those businesses has KPIs that they want to achieve that drives their business. In a, in a media business, it's I need registered users. In a tournament business, I need people to go to these, uh, to, you know, basically enter the tournaments. And so what we want to do is we want to take this, this platform, this protocol, and work with other applications outside of ReadyUp and give them the ability to reward consumers for doing high-value actions. So that's the earn. Uh, that's the earn. Uh, that's, the, um, that's the value to these businesses. Then for the consumer, it's all about how can I and do things which I've never been able to do, which is essentially drive income from my passion around gaming. I can now make money as a gamer. Right now I can do it by, by being a streamer and creating content. But now if I choose to engage with advertising, if I do these high value actions that I was probably going to do anyway, like enter a tournament, um, I can now start offering services on a global basis. I mean, these are all completely new revenue streams that this, um, that this uh, token opens up. What's, what's really interesting when you think about it, Lori, is, you know, I've worked at a lot of media companies and they've been centralized media companies, meaning that, perfect example, you know, these companies build their business on the data and participation of the consumer. And what the consumer has really gotten in the past is the utility of the, 
of whatever we've been offering them. You know, consumers are very marketing savvy. They realize that their data is being um, being monetized by these companies. What this protocol now allows the consumers to do is start sharing and participating in the revenue that their participation or their data provides. And I think that's a really powerful thing to do because now it, it kind of aligns everyone's incentives. Um, the publishers are are driving people to do high-value actions, and the consumers are actually getting paid to do these high-value actions. Do you, do you think... Um, I'm sorry. Um, we, we're going to need to take a break in one second, and I want to come back to this. But um, uh, I, And just something for you to think about to answer when we come back. But do you think that consumers are going to understand their role in all of this? You know, I know that millennials and younger want to own their data and want want to see benefits from giving their data away. But do you think it's a concept that's going to require some cultural change and some, you know, training? I think this audience is incredibly media savvy, marketing savvy. They know they're being marketed to. You know, they, they know that their data has value. So this just opens up the opportunity for them to get something back in return that's financial. Oh, that's really smart. That's really smart. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and I want to talk more about some other trends that you're seeing in this space, Um, you know, things around esports and gaming and traditional games and consumer behaviors, because it's such a hot area and such a combination of um, a variety of um, behaviors and where you see people, you know, jumping in and things like that and where you see this going. So we're going to be back um, in a moment with the fabulous Roderick Alamania, who is the CEO of Ready Up, which um, is a new community. I mean, what would you call it? A, a, a social platform? A, a, I mean, what's a good way to describe it? Yeah, really, it's, it's a community for the gamers to find each yeah, other, connect and play gamers. games with each other. And, and, and a place where you can manage your team, stay connected, and improve your game. All those wonderful things that, that you were mentioning. And really for gamers of all levels, which I think is really important because we all know about the pro side of this, but I don't think people know that there's an amateur part of this too. Um, and, and people that are just engaging purely occasionally, not not hardcore. Anyway, we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show to learn more about this fabulous esports space and how um, it's being tokenized <laughs> with Roderick Alamania. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. 
Hi, everybody, and we are back talking about Ready Up, a new community for gamers in esports, and also um, a new community to um, play in on the token side, on the cryptocurrency side. Um, in order to let let people benefit from their own data. And we've been talking to Roderick Alemania, who is a serial entrepreneur, who's the CEO and co-founder of ReadyUp. And um, Roderick was just sort of setting up for us the three pieces of ReadyUp, the, um, the fact that it's a place to meet gamers, to compete with gamers, and then to improve your skill sets. What are some of the other trends that you're, you're seeing in this space, Roderick, as you dig into the build-out of ReadyUp? Well, you know... The, probably the biggest trend is that it's not just about the hardcore. You know, perfect case in point is you know, look at a game like Fortnite, which is beginning to find itself as an eSport. You know, they have 125 million registered users in probably less than a year. Um, you know, everybody's playing it, not just what you would uh, stereotypically, stereotypically classify as a hardcore gamer. I mean, we're seeing a lot more females enter the space of... of um, of gaming, you know, again, this is a, a small sample set, but I, you know, well, from talking with people in the industry and the, and the folks at, at Epic, we're actually seeing a lot of, you know, like, you know, you, you'll see like high school girls going out and playing Fortnite before they go out. I mean, that's a completely fundamental different change of what you would see from a, from a typical gamer. So, you know, probably the biggest trend is that it's becoming a lot more mass market, which is why we as, as ready up, Obviously, at launch, we're going to serve the hardcore, but, you know, we've got to keep in mind that there's this whole mass market group. And so, you know, part of the, the trend that we're, and, and what's part of our values at ReadyUp is to be a very welcoming community, you know, at all levels of play. You don't just have to be the, the hardcore gamer. Um, other trends which really drove the business decision on this is just the enormous growth of, of esports in general. You know, case in point, you know, the audience in 2016, and this is Newsu data, was about 281 million people. In 2018, it's 380 million, and in 2021, it's going to be literally a half a billion people. But when yeah. you look at the total, when you look at the total gaming audience worldwide of what's defined as active gamers, I don't know the actual what how they're defining active, but they call it active gamers. It's 2.2 billion people. I mean, that by definition is is a is a crazy amount of people and they're literally driving gaming to being a hundred eight billion dollar industry now so, now you know, can i ask you just to step back for a second and in some case in and in, in a way define esports because we know that you know it means you're playing a video game against other people and it's all online but what else defines esports you know i know no it's streaming people are watching people playing which is a new trend in the last few years, you know, with Twitch and things like that, where you're actually watching other gamers game. But is that the definition of esports, that it's a video game online that community is gathering around? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a fair kind of definition to it. You know, you'll have a whole bunch of, uh, you know, to me it's ultimately uh, a form of competition using video games at the end of the day. And... Again, when I say esports, most people think of the pros, but it could be, you know, a group of people who just get together on a Thursday night and they want to do a raid on a game. And they're, they're competing. Um, they're having fun. I mean, to me, that's, they're, but to me, they're part of kind of the esports community. They're playing at a completely def- different level from the pros, but at the end of the day, they're, you know, they, they love gaming and they're passionate about it. And it's, 
It's what they do. It's how they have fun. So what I noticed the other day, I have an eight-year-old girl, and she likes Minecraft, but you know, she's really mellow about it. I mean, she plays a, an iPad version of it. Um, and she started um, watching on YouTube videos of other Minecrafters, you know. So now she's starting to understand that people stream their building on Minecraft. And so I could see the next step being playing games and then watching the stream and then getting into all of this. So is there a, you know, do you think that the general public, based on these numbers, is going to adopt like that? I mean, she's only eight. And thankfully, I check what she does, and I noticed she was doing this, and I was fine with it. But I didn't show her how to find Minecraft videos on YouTube. I mean, she just kind yeah. of figured it out herself. Yeah, you know what's interesting? So I was in Romania two weeks ago meet, meeting with our developer, and we actually had a uh, we had an event where uh, I spoke with uh, my co-founder, Jonathan, and uh, one of our best advisors, Carter Lipscomb, we worked at PlayStation, and someone asked me about, you know, when does this thing hit TV? And my answer to that was, it doesn't need to hit TV. It's already here. Look at the Twitch numbers. Look at the yeah. viewership numbers of things like League of Legends. Um, you know, growing up, you know, I'm 49. Growing up, it was all about TV. It was all about the movie, these big screens. But, you know, when you look at um, this demographic, you know, especially the millennials, it's all about consuming stuff on a screen that's not your TV. So I think, you know, by definition, you know, your daughter finding these videos, that's her form of entertainment. Gaming is this generation's form of entertainment. And just as we grew up watching like basketball or football, which they still watch, you know, when they watch these really high level people play, whether it be on their phone or an iPad or what have you, you know, they're getting the same experience of, of being able to translate, hey, what this person just did in this game is hard. It's the equivalent of, you know, someone dunking a basketball. And they understand how difficult it is, and it's entertaining to them. And, you know, a lot of people didn't get Twitch. It's like, why do you want to watch people play video games? And the reason why they said that was because that's not what they grew up with. And that's what this generation is growing up with. And the numbers don't lie. I mean, literally... I, you know, advertisers go where the eyeballs go, and these eyeballs are on these platforms like Twitch, which is on, by definition, not necessarily on the TV. It's absolutely crazy when I think about, um, you know, what's happening. I think the most challenging thing for advertisers, especially those, say, in their 40s or 50s, is it's just not an organic behavior or concept for them. Um you know, it's not something that they do themselves or that they understand. Um, they just know it's happening. Um, now, demographically, you know, I've heard, heard a lot of conversations about um, where esports is. Initially, very fanboy based, but now women are coming up and strong in there. Is it is it fifty fifty yet? Is it still, mm -hmm. you know, seventy thirty? Like who who's playing? You know, it really varies by game. Like some games are very heavily male skewed. Um, you know, I think I saw a stat, and I'm trying to remember what it was just the other day, that talked about Call of Duty, and it actually had a pretty high composition of female female players relative to something like League of Legends, which I think ske uh, skewed more male. So, you know, when you look at the um, aggregate gaming audience, it's definitely more male skewed, but by game, it really kind of breaks out in its own different community. And keep in mind, esports is across different game titles. 
it's a very umbrella term. So, you know, when you think about esports, each one of these games is its own kind of property, just as NFL is for football and NBA is for basketball. League of Legends is for League. Counter-Strike Go is uh, for CSGO players, so on and so forth. And each one of those have a different audience that they attract, just by definition of how the content is created. Well, it's very, it's very interesting. I mean, I went to E3, and I, I had heard about Fortnite. I was reading about it, but when I saw their huge display, and then, you know, they had this incredible booth, and then the amount of people that were dressed up as characters from Fortnite... Um, and then the the fact that it is, you know, it's a fairly typical kind of game. Like, why do you think Fortnite has hit so big um, and is so, you know, globally popular? Yeah, to me, Fortnite is a combination. It, it's just, just the way they've executed it has been really, really smart. So, you know, it has the building of Minecraft and it has all the cool sensibilities of this first person shooter. And then it also has the whole concept around um, of, uh, of a, a, a battle royal, you know, the, the Hunger Games. You know, there's a game, the precursor to, to Fortnite was PUBG, Players Unknown, uh, Players Unknown Battlegrounds. Still a huge game in its own right. And, you know, that game really pushed this whole concept of you throw 100 players in a map, you create this mechanic where the map gets smaller, so you force people to fight. It's just, you know, as a gamer, it's just a really cool experience. And Fortnite's done this amazing job of combining that mechanic and adding in that mechanic of Minecraft and iterating it on the fly. You know, perfect example, when um, Avengers came out, they had, um, they had a, a weapon where you become Thanos. I mean, that's really, really smart. And so, you know, and it's mass market appeal. And, you know, you get guys like Drake playing against Ninja. I don't know if you're familiar with, with that these two guys played on Twitch, and it was crazy amount of people watching these guys play. It was e- it show. was epic, right? And epic is yeah. the name of the company that created <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> but but um, what I think is also interesting, just behaviorally, is um, the virtual asset piece of it. Um, you know, a lot of these games and a lot of the apps, just even in your iPad, are all about like buying additional things to make your play more enhanced and with um with Fortnite it's as simple as dance moves you know um which i just think is the funniest thing in the world but they've made it really fun too you know uh, uh, absolutely absolutely it's, uh, it's literally what's what really validated us to to, to co-found ready up was when we met with the, the game publishers and we realized what drives their business is engagement because the more people play a game, the more they have a higher propensity to spend on virtual currency. And what we're doing is we're trying to connect people that like each other. And if those people like each other, they're going to play more. So that's in the best interest of the publishers. Same thing with the tournament organizers, who also would be a partner of ours. If they're playing together and they like each other, they're going to want to play in more of these tournaments. They're going to want to stream more. So we really see ourselves as this interesting kind of partnership piece to the, to the gaming ecosystem. We're organizing people in a way where we're encouraging more engagement across the board. That's awesome. That's totally awesome. All right, well, I want to find out more about how, I know you're, you're, uh, you're launching in September, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We'll have a beta starting in the September timeframe, 
and then we're going to be rolling out uh, new new features. So meet and compete will launch uh, in the September timeframe, and then the get better component will probably launch in the uh, in the uh, new year next year. Um, you know, there's a lot more build that goes onto that when you're introducing something that's 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 blockchain. But um, you know, we're fortunate enough to have a, a an awesome group of people building this. So, but that's kind of the general timeframe. Great. All right. Well, when we come back, you'll tell us a little bit more about how we can um, stay engaged with Ready Up and what's what are some other things that we should be looking out for, you know, as you develop the community out further. So we're going to be back in a moment with Roderick Alemania, who has been taking us through some great trends in esports um, and how we're bringing this new world of blockchain in it, um, and then also just how crazy and exploding this business is and how wonderful it is um, for you yet again to be, you know, as an entrepreneur sitting at the at the center of, of a storm. Um, so I think I'm going to have to stalk you moving forward. But we'll be back <laughs> in a moment on the Tech Cat Show talking about esports. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hello, everybody, and we're back. We've been talking to Roderick Almania, who's the CEO and co-founder of ReadyUp, a community for eSports, which is also going to involve some blockchain to um, really capture that data and to authenticate the transactions that are happening in that environment and also to give consumers the ability to own their data um, a bit more. Um, so it, with all these trends happening, Roderick, wh- where do you keep up with all of this stuff? Because you do seem, like I said before, to have a really smart way of jumping on to the latest trend. But wh- wh- what would you recommend someone to do if they wanted to learn more about esports and uh, crypto 
Yeah, so for me personally, you know, on, on the eSports side, um, the eSports Observer, which is kind of a B2B site, has been really helpful, just kind of getting me up to speed, just kind of on the industry, kind of the business trends. You know, also go to a lot of the sites that are running tournaments like, you know, ESL Gaming or, you know, MLG or Faceit or, you know, a lot of these different uh, companies will, will sometimes uh, publish, publish content. And then, you know, just being in the video game industry, as long as I've been, you know, I have a, 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 I have a great group of investors who are senior level in the space. So, you know, I, I keep up to speed with those guys, not that, you know, the, the, the audience would have access to them. But it's just a lot of reading and putting up Google Alerts when, when stories come relevant. Perfect example, you know, Steph Curry, Andre Iguodala just invested in a new esports, uh, or not a new esports team, but in, in an esports team. So literally, it's literally about Googling esports and looking at all of the latest news. As it relates to blockchain, you know, blockchain is this mystery to consumers. Um, you know, it's interesting when you look at the blockchain space, it's very similar to the internet back in 1995 when I first joined. People are so enamored with the technology that I think they're kind of forgetting about kind of, you know, what are the practical business applications? Um, I really got up to speed by listening to kind of like podcasts. So, you know, the Forbes Unchained podcast. She's amazing. Larson's amazing. Um, I listened to a couple of the interviews she did, and I reached out to some of the interviewers, the people that she interviewed, like the team over at Smith & Crown. And um, I reached out to them on LinkedIn. They got back to me, and, you know, long story short, they became partners and investors in us. But, you know, <laughs> those guys were, were amazing in helping me get up to speed. But it's just a lot of reading. Lou Kerner from Crypto Oracle He's a great blogger on the space. He's very passionate about it. One of my advisors, Allison McCauley, she recently started um, writing about blockchain. And what I like about kind of her approach, not so enamored with, you know, the, the tech, but how can we create these applications around it? You know, what are the things that the blockchain industry needs to do to make it more practical to the, to the average consumer? So, you know, it's a lot of blog reading. For me, it was going to conferences. And then, you know, fortunate for me, I've been, been really fortunate to be able to surround myself because I've been in, in the business so long with just, you know, really smart and investors and advisors who, you know, who've helped me kind of get up to speed. Um, it's also about, you know, being an ultra entrepreneur. I know I'm not going to be the smartest guy in the room all the time. I don't want to be. And it's really just being um, humble and knowing that you don't know everything. And when you don't know, finding out and seeking people or rep or sources that can really educate you. So in a way, it's kind of just have, uh, having the mindset of wanting to learn, to learn. and listen. Right, right. Are, are there other specific conferences that you would definitely make, you know, recommend people go to and, you know, don't, mi don't miss? Um, you know, I think for the most part, I think a lot of it isn't, isn't necessarily conferences. You know, blockchain has gotten so huge. I went to a recent conference and there were so many people and it just – you know, it didn't feel really efficient if you want to, you know, if you want to learn it, it was expensive. I think, you know, listening to those podcasts, like I mentioned, and reading, I think that's going to be a, a really great way to educate yourself. Um, actually, you know, Allison recently posted a, uh, a blog. Her name's Allison McCauley, and I, um, you can find her Medium post. Uh, she, she recently wrote an article about, you know, uh, I think it's like 10 great sources to learn about blockchain. And uh, I'll, I can email you the link later, but, you know, it's those sort of how-tos that I think are really 
important for people to, who want to learn about it to read because it's written in a in a layman's way as opposed to a technical way. Oh, that's great. Those are great. Those are great resources, and that's actually exactly the type of uh, you know help that our listeners need to to jump on um, to all of this craziness. Um, and so to keep our eyes open for for Ready Up, um, will we just be logging into ReadyUp.com? Like, how will we find it? Exactly, ReadyUp.com. Right now, if you go to the site, you can sign up to to get on the list for the beta. Um, there's screenshots of kind of what you know how we're concepting the product. Um, we're working with a group uh, called Qualitans in Romania, who are also investors in us. They're amazing, amazing company. Um, they're making a ton of progress, and uh, you know we're looking to launch this thing in September. So it's it's incredibly exciting. We're also talking to a lot of partners right now in terms of co-marketing partners, whether it be brands or whether it be people in in traditional sports, because there's a huge crossover. So uh, we're we're incredibly incredibly excited about this. I feel blessed. I have great investors, I have great advisors, and I have an amazing team of of uh, veterans who are all great people supporting it. So, um, you know, full steam ahead in September. It's going to be fun. And do you think, um, is this going to be another, like, um, you know, company that you launch and then, you know, you move on to the next trend, or is this something that's going to be taking up, you know, your life for a while? Uh, this is definitely be taking up my life for a while because, you know, this, you know, the, the other startups I've been a part of, I wasn't a part of the, the founding team. And this is actually something I'm super passionate about. So, you know, this is, this is not, uh, you know, create it and then dump it. And, you know, that's an interesting, the interesting thing about, you know, the things that, that, that have been successful in my career, it was never about the money. It was always about following something that I was passionate about. And technology is, I've all, you know, new technologies has always been something I've been passionate about. And um, I feel like if you, if you do something that you love, you'll do it well in the financial windfall will follow. And so we're not looking at this, you know, this is, this is my life right now. I love doing what I'm doing. So why would I want to do something different? You know, I just love what that's, I'm doing. It's fun. Um, that's, a, that's a great um, story. And um, also a good way, you know, to set us up for all uh, um, for wrapping up right now. So we've been talking to Roderick Alemania, who is the CEO and co-founder of um, Ready Up, which is a new platform, community platform for gamers that will allow you to to meet, compete, and get better while also wrapping in the blockchain for transparency and transactions. Um, and um, what what do you see down the road? Like in a year, where do you think Ready Up will be? I think Ready Up will be have a larger mass market footprint. You know, we're going after the, the, the hardcore gamers first. Um, it makes sense. I mean, these are the this is the community that's really driving it. But this thing is expanding so quickly. Um, I actually see us expanding internationally a lot more quickly. Keep in mind, meet, compete, and come better isn't a North America centric issue for gaming. It is a global issue. So, if anything, uh, within a year, I'd love to see us be a lot more global outside of just English speaking countries. Pretty and pretty much anything that you launch now is global because it's all online. So um, you have to have a global uh, aesthetic. As as an American, is there anything that you're noticing that's a little different about how you're setting this up because it is going to be global? Um, it's just nuances of, of, of different cultures. So I, I'd say you know probably the biggest advantage we have as a company. You know, there's there's definitely going to be some competition in the space. 
I think, you know, our biggest, our biggest advantage will be that, you know, we, it'll be deal driven, um, at the beginning. And a lot of the people that we're doing deals with are people that we grew up in our careers with. And it's part of the no like and trust kind of mantra of, of, of doing business. And so I think, you know, that's going to be our competitive advantage. But, you know, globally speaking, though, know, I think it's just different nuances of culture and just making sure that we address those nuances as we, as we grow. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Well, we're um, we're going to wrap the show up now, but we have had the pleasure of talking to Rod- Roderick Alamania, who is a serial entrepreneur who is now building up his own company called Ready Up, which is a, a great community for gamers and the world of esports. Um, and it's been so great talking to you and reconnecting. And we wish you the best of luck. And I'm going to be definitely checking out the community come September to to see all the wonderful things that are happening there. And plus all the things that you're going to be learning about consumer behavior. You're like an advertiser's dream. <laughs> yeah, we actually have uh, some pretty interesting people as investors from the advertising space. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's, a guy named, it's a no, guy named no Jim Elms who was at IPG. Uh, he's one of our investors and this is definitely a marketer's dream. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's pretty amazing. Uh, well, we've been talking to Roderick. Thank you so much, Roderick. And everybody, we'll be talking to you next week. Hopefully, I won't be sneezing throughout the entire show, and um, I'll get my health back. <laughs> and it's been great talking to everybody, and more on the exciting world of esports with Ready Up. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 